This call is now being recorded. We're live. We're live here. Locker room live. Episode one. Is this episode one, right? Yeah, because last one is uh, zero. Episode zero, right? We can we can keep, or that that might be one that we we throw in the mix when right. we start talking more less 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 in the whole locker room library, uh, the whole locker room library podcast. We might throw a more less 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 productivity versus waste of time original. Original podcast we're switching over to. Yeah, that needs to come back at some point. Yeah. For for tonight's episode, we'll uh, just dive into both of our backgrounds, kind of give people uh, an idea of where we're coming from, some of our experiences, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think both of us have been fortunate enough to work for some some good programs, some nice, you know, some good coaching staff, um, networked in a lot with the people we know. So I think it would be uh, good for our, our listeners to, to hear where we've been, who we've learned from, kind of our route to where we're at. You want to start, though? You want me to yeah, kind of sure. – Yeah, so I know you grew up in Tennessee and – so, like, give me the whole background from even, like, high school. Like, let's start high school, right? Okay. Let's start high school and say, you know, sports you're interested in, sports you played, and then your decision in terms of getting to a college and whether or not to pursue it, athletics in college and, you know, route that you, you know, kind of the, the way you stayed involved, involved in athletics. Yeah, so – uh high school probably sophomore year have a realization while I'm on the football team that probably not going to make it to the D1 level um I was a lifelong Tennessee fan grew up watching every game as usual around Tennessee you know the whole SEC thing was big around around here obviously um from that moment on, I knew I wasn't playing D1, but I wanted to go to Tennessee and wanted to be involved in athletics. So essentially from, you know, sophomore year, I had it in my mind. I was going to eventually work in athletics. I just had no idea how that would work. Um, then fast forward a little bit, senior year, um, I graduate in that summer in between – college and high school and college uh, my football team brought a seven-on-seven group up to UT I rode the bus with them not being a football player anymore had no intention of playing with them or anything like that just was strictly a hey I'm probably going to school there in the fall and let me just go and take a visit meet some people around the football office and that was like the very first intro into my trying to network to get into football and then, um, you know, nothing much came from that. Met a few people, met a few coaches, whatever. It was kind of just a, hey, how are you? Oh, you're coming here in the fall. Great. We'll see if we can get you in a position. So a lot of small talk. Um, 2008 rolls around. I'm a freshman on campus now. Uh, I know a 
probably senior or grad student. I can't remember what he was at the time. That was athletic training uh, staff member or student. Again, kind of blurry on what exactly his role was, but knew him from my hometown. He kind of starts telling me, hey, Josh, you can uh, you can check with jobs at our office. You can check on jobs with the, the equipment office, maybe video, all these different places around football that I should be networking with people. So I spend probably that first few months, maybe even into the second half, second semester of freshman year, trying to get on with just football. Then nothing really comes from that, but my friend that's up here in the athletic training room is like, hey, don't give up on it. This is just how it is. You're going to be told no a lot. And the timing of sports is really weird and just you never know when somebody's going to quit, so just keep your name relevant with all these football contacts I'm helping you meet. So, sure enough, try to keep doing that. Still nothing's coming from it. Um, sophomore year, just luckily meet someone from my hometown, become best friends with them. Had no idea that meeting them was going to be a lead in the sports. It wasn't like it was a, oh, that's such and such as son, that's a football staff member or something like that it wasn't networking or anything like that it was just pure pure luck that I met them uh 2009-10-ish that friend gets a job as a women's basketball manager on the same same staff with you so Uh and if it wasn't that exact year it was the next year when you started as video that y'all overlapped so he works in basketball. I start meeting all the managers. Um, all the positions for the manager filled up. Again, I'm kind of used to being told no because that friend gave me good advice about, hey, it's you never know what's going to happen and you're going to hear no a lot. So from there, I scheduled a meeting with uh, – got lucky enough to schedule a meeting with the senior women's administrator at the time. I had set up a meeting with baseball ops, emailed softball ops, had just gone through pretty much every sport that I could think of uh, and emailed a hundred times. Again, nothing comes mm-hmm. from any of that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just in agreement with uh, emailing and reaching out to many people as possible. I think it struck the oh, yeah. me for sure. It's a, co- it's a common theme among I think many uh people trying to get in you know yeah it seems like such a obvious thing in hindsight but it's it's like it's such a strong tool just to just send countless amounts of emails but anyways um so yeah I send all these emails meet with all these people again kind of nothing comes from it we'll fast forward a bit um getting to be senior year I'm still best friends with all the manager group at this point I've kind of seen how all of the behind the scenes as a manager works um around them all the time luckily enough for me all of that group or a majority of the group that I was best friends with was graduating and I was going to be doing a fifth year so I kind of realized there was potential that there would be a spot opening but didn't know for sure and 
at this point I had been told no so much I wasn't banking on it or anything like that. So um, here we are, fifth-year senior rolls around. There was a coaching staff change on women's basketball, brought in a new ops person, interviewed with him through the connections I had made with all my friends that were managers. They kind of gave me a recommendation. Definitely thankful for that. And then, so that's the background of kind of what led directly into me working in sports. So that was kind of the, all of the build up and background information. And really, if you want to switch over to yours and kind of share your side of that part now, we can transition to that. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of similarities in terms of just trying to get your feet wet and, and, and willing to do whatever. You mentioned you were emailing baseball, softball, and, and you're a football, you know, quote-unquote football guy, and you you land with women's basketball, you know. Um, yeah, so I, um, from Chicago, uh, and, you know, Chicago high school basketball, big time. Uh, especially the mid, you know, in the in the in the country for sure. Chicago has got some some pretty decent players that come out of the city of Chicago. So, uh, growing up just in this, you know, area, I always wanted to get into some sort of, uh, you know, NBA. Not not playing, never playing, but like wanted to coach in the NBA or even be an official in the NBA or just something like my dad played high school basketball. I played high school basketball. My dad was coached by a uh, a coach that went on to um, coach in the NBA. So, like, I saw it happen from, from here, and I'm like, oh, I want to do it. And we stayed in touch with that guy, and that guy played a integral part in my career um, thus far. So, just I grew up playing, you know, I played high school basketball. I wanted to stick with it. Went to um, Benedict University in the western suburbs of Chicago to play Division three basketball. Um, and after that, I was like, all right, I'll, how do I start, right? So reach out to my dad's former coach um, at Gordon Tech, saying like, hey, like, what do you think? And he was bouncing around. He was he ended up coaching in the NBA for 20-plus years, always as an assistant coach. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, where do I where do I begin, right? So I, I'm like you. I'm emailing everybody. Like, I'm making up emails. Like, I'm just assuming <laughs> that it's the first initial and the last name at, you know, enterMBAteam.com, right? Like, that's, that's what I was doing. Um, and I happened – to after college, it was probably a year after college, and I'm like working at, I don't even know if I was working yet, I might have been working at Chase Bank as a part-time teller, just trying to get some money, and uh, I'm emailing around, and I emailed the the video coordinator at uh, with the Chicago Bulls, and I say, hey, like, I'm willing to do whatever you want, right? I'll, I'll go get your laundry for all I care, you know. Um, he actually responds, and, and like you said, you get a lot of no's, but a lot of times you just get no one to respond. 
you know, not, yeah. and, and me making up, yeah. e- like, me making up emails, and legitimately I was just assuming, just given, like, say the Chicago Bulls at Bulls.com, you know, Timberwolves at Timberwolves.com, like, sometimes I was just getting, like, undeliverables, because they, they weren't real emails. Like, I was literally trying to go into media guys and find in who the video coordinator was, and then if it wasn't available, I was just kind of figuring out, like, what's the email, and I was emailing, and uh, Jim Fan was his name, who was with the Bulls, and I believe he's the assistant coach with the Raptors now, but he's been bouncing around. He emailed me back and was like, hey, yeah, we got something. And this was 2011. Uh, no, 2010. It might have been the year, the season after I graduated from college. He's like, yeah, we got something. You know, Thibodeau is very stat-oriented. He, you know, he wants this, he wants that. So, I went up to the Burgos Center in Northbrook where the Bulls play, practice, and I was, like, in awe, one, just given the fact that, like, I grew up in Chicago throughout Jordan years, and I'm like, this is sweet. I'm in the place that this guy practiced in, right? So I, guys, I go to the Burgos Center. This guy gives me a Dell computer, a laptop, and says, here's a computer I want you to stat every single time the ball is essentially shot and where in the shot clock the shot was taken. So not only just for the Bulls, but the, the the opposing team. And then categorize it in terms of, we. and I, I kind of forget what it was. It was like 24 to 20, 19 to 16, 15 to 9, and then maybe down. You had to categorize it per quarter, per area of the shot clock, and then submit it like in a maybe a Microsoft Access database back to the video coordinator after every game. I get it from home. I mean, I watched all the games in Chicago were on TV. So I just watched it on TV or I had a synergy login and I would just do, I would just do that every single game. And, um, they eventually said that maybe they'd they'd pay me 50 bucks a game, but I never seen that. I never saw that. I, I just did it for free every game hoping that something would lead, you know, come out of it. Um, there was times when, because he had a video, he was a video coordinator, but he also had two assistants that were full-time. And then one started to travel with the team. So I would actually, when the team was on the road, probably maybe several, seven to ten times, I went to the Burgo Center at night and I started to uh, one and two O&D games on sports code. And that was the first time I started to learn sports code. We had, all this stuff connected from the DVR, and I would go down. I'd wait for, like, a Spurs game to start on the West Coast, and I'd go down on the court and shoot around. Um, and then I'd come back up to the video room and start cutting film uh, first. And, and I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I want to do this, you know, for the rest of my life pretty much. Um, and just, like, you know, just timing is everything. And the next year when I'm like, is there a potential where I can get a full-time, you know, stipend internship? Uh, it's a, it's 2011-12 year, I want to say. And there was it was the lockout year. The next year was the lockout. So, like, the season never started on time, and NBA teams were hesitant to hire anybody. So I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I didn't think that I was going to get something right away or with the Bulls, but it would have it would have been awesome. But I went back to the drawing board and started emailing. 
I emailed uh, the new Chicago Sky head coach, and it was um, Pokey Chapman just got the Chicago Sky job in the summer of 2011. I emailed her. Once again, I think I made the email up, given the fact that it's not public and she just got the job, right? Uh, her assistant at the time, her, her new assistant that she started with it, with uh, with her, reached out to me, emailed me, and he actually knew Jim from the Bulls. They've worked together with like, maybe the New York Liberty at one point or the New York uh, Knicks back in the 90s, I think, and I got a good reference from Jim, and I uh, started in that May um, with the Chicago Sky, who practiced out of Saks Recreation Center right across from the Birdo Center, the, the Bulls' old practice facility. Uh, back in the early 90s, the Bulls practiced over there. So I did that, and that was, that was like I ended up quitting my Chase part-time teller job to do that. And uh, it was awesome. I, it was a grind. It was I got nothing for it but experience and connections. Uh, Pokey used to take me and the other interns out to dinner once in a while. I got to travel on one road trip to Indianapolis for the fever game. Uh, and I was there for one summer because they didn't pay, and that position wasn't really a full-time position until maybe like five years later anyway. So um, it was about September, and – we're wrapping up the, the season, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, Pokey, I'm not going to get a job. And Pokey's already in Russia. She's already coaching in Russia. Um, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get a job. I'm like, Skyping her. She's like, just be patient. And one of the other interns who was doing operations interns with uh, the Sky emailed me a position or texted me a position of – the video coordinator job at the University of Tennessee Lady Vols. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I apply immediately. I get Pokey on it because she has all the connections down south. And um, I ended up getting an interview, a Zoom interview. I Zoomed, interviewed with the director of operations, the assistant, a couple of the assistant coaches on Zoom. Well, it probably wasn't Zoom at the time. Zoom wasn't as popular as it is now. Um, but it could have been Skype. And uh, I got the job uh, on a Wednesday, and I had to be there on that Sunday. I didn't have a dollar to my name. Uh, my parents drove me down to Knoxville, and um, the rest is history. I stayed there for two years, one with Pat Summit, her last year, and uh, my second year with Holly Warlick, and that's the year that you came along, that second year, that 2012-13 season. Had some good success, learned a lot from every coach, and it was interesting, too, because you had one staff one year, like the Pat staff, and then the next year you had the Holly staff, so I got to meet, you know, work with Dean and Mickey the first year, and then the second year work with Jolette and Kyra, so um, it was really good. It was almost like, you know, old school, new school type stuff, um, and then I just, you know, I'm a Chicago guy. I wanted to get home. And Doug Bruno called me, asked me if I wanted to come home and be his video coordinator. He's at the university. He's at DePaul University. He's been there for 30 plus years with 700 wins. And I was like, all right, I'll come home uh, and work in Lincoln Park. So I worked there for two years from 2013 to 2015. Had really good success because it was the reconstruction of the the Big East at the time. So no UConn and 
some other teams. So um, we ended up winning the big the Big East tournament both years, and we hosted it in Chicago, which was great. After that, I was like, I need to get out. To be honest with you, I was I was worn out. I was like, when am I going to coach? I'm doing all this video stuff. I'm doing all this back end social media mail. You know, I mean, me and you are very familiar with all the mail outs that go out to these these recruits, you know, and that was our thing at Tennessee and DePaul. So I got into the business for five months, and then I, I got lured back in, uh, became the assistant coach, recruiting coordinator at Lewis University Division II school um, in the south, you know, south suburbs of Chicago. Um, when I took the job, they were second in the nation off a 31-3 and three Elite Eight appearance. Um, but a new staff, uh, good program, but I was making pennies, you know, and division two, there's not a lot of resources. So it's like, oh, I'm, I'm finally coaching, but, but I'm also, I'm still doing the video. I'm still doing the social media. I'm still doing the mail outs. I'm still, you know, driving seven, eight hours a day to go recruit. Um, but the experience was great. The staff was awesome. And we, you know, we went 18 and 0 in conference the first year. Um, one conference. Stayed there for another two years. It seems like a trend of mine to stay places for two seasons and then leave. But my head coach took the job at uh, Illinois State, uh, and we parted ways. Uh, I went. I got a call while I was still at Lewis, um, finishing out my contract. I had a call from the director of operations for the Chicago Sky. She was still there as, as Dobo, but they had a new staff, and they needed a video coordinator. So I jumped on board there in the summer of 2017, and I was getting married in August. I wanted to continue to stay in Chicago, but I did that knowing that I needed something on the back end of the summer because I was getting paid decent as an individual contractor. I want, you know, to the Chicago Sky doing video and, um, with Amber Stocks. Um, but the next year, I uh, got the director of operations job at the University of Illinois Chicago uh, in the South Loop uh, in the Horizon League for the women's basketball team. And that opened my eyes to operations. And I, and I fell in love with operations, the back-end stuff, the inventory, the equipment, the travel, the logistics. Um and also kind of being involved in stats and coaching, you know, from from the back seat type thing, not um, not actually coaching on the floor, but kind of giving my two cents. Because uh, the the head coach, Coach Regina Miller, who came from UNLV, she really respected where I've been and who I learned from, so she kind of picked my brain often. So I got the best of both worlds there. Got to stay in Chicago, but at the same time, she was on an expiring contract, and I knew it. And she came off, I think the, the team had like two or three wins the year prior, and we actually had about two or three wins the year I was there too, maybe a little bit more. We struggled. And we all got fired. Um, I tried to stay on staff, and I interviewed for a position on staff with a new coach, and I was not retained. But... With networking and all who you know and the relationships you build even outside your staff at schools, 
my first year there, I, I built a really good relationship with the men's head coach, Steve McLean. And he said, how about you come finish your contract out over here? And then I did. And then he offered me a job to stay for the, the next season. Um, I was special assistant to the head coach, which was a glorified um, do whatever he wants type thing. One day I'd be cutting film or putting all of the kids, all of the, the, the student athletes' schedules into teamworks or ordering a team meal, or I would be going to get him lunch or whatever he really wanted me to do, to be honest with you. Um, but he was awesome to work for, a great guy. Um, but it's just, I was done. I mean, I was like, okay, well, now what, right? Like, I'm making decent money, I got a great schedule, but where's the trajectory of my career? How long does Steve have at UIC? Which now he's actually at the University of Georgia as the assistant coach for Tom Crean, but, um, which I didn't want to go down there. You know, I had a kid on the way at the time, um, and it's just like the travel and, and the stress of Division One and the, the kind of the uncertainty of the career. I chose to take a position as a as an athletic director at a high school in the western suburbs of Chicago. Um, it was a lot different than what I've been used to. I mean, when you look at task for task, I have a lot of the the experiences um, that I, the job that I'm doing, but I'm touching all sports you know, 20 varsity sports with, you know, 15, 16 head coaches plus, you know, a total of about 65 total coaches when you include assistants. And I'm in charge of the whole athletic department, budget, all this type of stuff. And, and it's fun, I, and I enjoy it, and I think it's the right fit for me at the, at the high school level. I'm also the assistant bas- girls basketball coach because I can't give it up, but I know I got long-winded. But it's just where I'm at, and who the heck knows where I'm going to end up, you know. And I just think that the experience that I've had of working with Pat, Pokey, and helping out with the Bulls and kind of staying connected, it's just, uh, I think it's good. And I think that we both of us have a lot of different, you know, we worked on the same staff, so we kind of understand the same things, but then we branched out to different areas and learned from different people and different organizations. And I think that kind of can give our, our listeners uh um, a different perspective on things, you know, we, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think, I mean, um, the one thing yeah. too, is like going back to you, it's like people think, Oh, I got to go all in. I got to go all in. Or, or if I don't start early, I, I'm not going to get in or I'm never going to get in. And, and I know it is hard if you, if you wait and, and don't know right off the bat, like, this is what I want to do. But at the same time, like, Talk, tell me a little bit about because I think it's interesting for for listeners to to know that you went into college and majored in art history. Is that correct? Is that that's right? Or what kind of yeah, what did you was, major in? It was a combination degree, kind of double major of art education, drawing, and then there was definitely a huge proponent of art history built into that degree. So I originally just thought I was going to get my teaching degree, teach art, be a high school football coach, and off to the races. So the Lady Vols was a pleasant surprise. And, you know, just kind of a brief summary. I don't 
one of the interesting things I think we can both um, give experiences and different viewpoints to our listeners at some point about is just how different you've had a lot of stops amongst, along your career and where I've been all throughout all those changes. I've basically only been two places during that time. So just to catch everyone up, I've stopped at my background of how I got into sports. And then, so Mike left Lady Ball Basketball. Our graduate assistant at the time, Josh Bainey, jumped up into the video coordinator spot. When he moved up, I moved up into his old position. Bainey eventually leaves. I jump into the video coordinator spot for Lady Vols. Uh, my whole life, I had wanted to be in football. Started kind of, again, our common trend here, emailing people. Did it in the off season. emailed the football video coordinator. Um, kind of was asking about the process of switching sports and then um, – Got lucky and the timing worked, and now I'm assistant sport technology coordinator, which is kind of a long-winded title for assistant video coordinator for Tennessee football. So that's kind of catching me up on where I am now. And then uh, what, what was your question there? I have already gotten sidetracked on. The answer um, already. I was just um, talking about your whole your major and how that has, oh, has nothing to do with sports, but you you still got into it, you know. But you ended up getting your master's when you were the GA for the women. You got it in sports management? Right, right. Yeah, my master's in sport management, which was um, – I was a graduate manager first and then graduate assistant. So the the late balls helped me out big time with that, that extra degree there. And you – when you want to be the video – the assistant video coordinator for the – Tennessee football team, you got to work under like a legend in the video game. Like I, I'm talking about Pat, and we're talking about Holly, and we're talking about Doug. But like, would you talk about like the video, the who's who of video in the in the country in college football? Well, now NFL. Like you got to that was good that you got your feet wet with that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, With Joe, I, can't, you know? I can't express to everyone how, just how lucky I got that, one, that I was able to switch from women's basketball to football. I just had no idea that would – I had no idea originally if that was even a thing. I didn't know if you could switch sports within the athletics world and spe more specifically – No, I, don't even, I, don't, I really don't think it is a thing. I really don't think it is a thing. Like, people were shocked that I switched for one year from women to men. You switch from women's basketball to football. Yeah, it, it's kind yeah, of. That's, that's a, and besides our ops guy, which oddly enough, how many people have switched from football to women's basketball or bas women's basketball to football? It's like that. Those numbers are probably oh, yeah. pretty low. But you know, so uh, during my one of the off seasons with women's basketball, it was summer, and I just emailed Joe and was. Just like, hey, man, this might be a long shot. I have no idea if this is even a thing, but I'm interested in maybe potentially down the road when the timing's right, switching from women's basketball video to football video. And I was like, I'll take any advice you can give me. 
whatever. I'm just all ears. So he emails me back. He's like, Josh, come over and watch a fall camp or a summer camp and see how we handle those. And then in the fall, we'll get you back for a fall camp and you can just experience what it is. So I kind of was like all in. And it just so happened that, you know, our staff with the Lady Balls was so receptive to doing stuff like that and they knew that football had been an interest of mine since day one and they but you know I was up front with them in the manager interview about I have no basketball background I have no basketball experience if I get a chance to go to football I'd really like to do that and everybody was on board with it from day one so it was really cool to have that support so they let me go and do the two practices that was probably in like 2015 2016 and as usual it was a great experience but nothing came from it instantly and so fast forward to 2017 we're we've turned the page on the season we're about to start um the sec tournament with women's basketball and i get a call saying hey, the assistant video guy in football is moving back into a recruiting position and Joe's going to have an assistant open. And so, luckily enough, here we go with these manager connections again. One of the former managers that I worked with, um, with Lady Balls, she was actually working in football now. And then I'd met another football manager that frequently came over and, hung with me in Beaumont and talked up ops and just support staff stuff in general. So those two people alone went to Joe instantly and were like, hey, do you remember that guy that, uh, or actually it was more of like, hey, we've got this guy that is in women's basketball video that would like to at least interview or try to. We recommend him highly. So got lucky. He took the interview and was like, oh, I remember you coming to to visit and doing the the two things and you know we sat down on the spot and the interview was basically just like look man I've I've been in this 30 years and like you said he's a legend and an innovator when it comes to football videos so uh, it wasn't like he needed an assistant that knew how to do every single thing ever in terms of video wise so I got lucky that I was able to jump in and just start learning. And there was a a grace period of, yeah, I hired a guy that has no idea what he's doing whatsoever, but he can work the hours, he's dedicated, whatever else. I was, you know, just through work as it, kind of like you were saying earlier about I'll do anything or, you know, whatever task uh-huh. you give me, I'll work through it. So, yeah, I got lucky, worked with Joe, got to experience that side of things. So that was that was um, really cool. I think I think down the road, I think a good episode or so that we should talk about um, is almost like uh, the difference between your experiences doing just strictly video, like like pertaining only to video for women's basketball versus the operations of video for football at, like, you know, big-time programs like the Lady Vols and Tennessee football. Like, because we've talked so many times about just the 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 sheer 
like numbers of obviously a football roster, but like managers, quality control, all these staff members, the moving parts of a football program, you know, in a practice or in a game of what you guys have to do for video is eye-opening for someone that's, like, holding a handheld on a tripod filming a girl's basketball practice. You know what I mean? Like, it's so different. I think the listeners would get a kick out of the differences and maybe even be able to take a piece of what you know for football and apply it to women's basketball and kind of work at an advantage, you know? I think that would be a good thing down the road. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it, it was eye-opening for me, too, and I, I still just can't get over it. You know, it reminds me a lot of your transition from these video and basketball and ops and basketball, and then all of a sudden you're over, as an athletic director, all these different coaches and all these people. And it's it's so similar in that, as soon as I got the football, it, like you said, it became, you know, instead of one person on one camera, it was me in charge of 15 kids on a <laughs> with 15 cameras. No joke. No joke. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can definitely talk about the whole athletic department. Like that is just. I'm getting a headache just just thinking about it. Like. Oh. You're at so football got, practice, and you get a call from the cross-country coach, you got to run over to that practice, then you got somebody that got in trouble at the golf course, you got to talk to a parent over here, and there's just, it's a lot, but I guess that's just the reason why we do it, like, we like doing it, and, you know, it's fun, so, but I think this was a good episode, I think this was a good episode to uh, give the give the listeners an overview because now we want to get into, like, the meat and potatoes of what the locker room library is all about in terms of just talking about, you know, culture and talking about teamwork and talking about discipline and what, you know, what drives winning, what drives teams to to, to have success. Um, and now that we have kind of, like, the precursor of where we've been and who we've learned from uh, for our, view, you know, our listeners, our viewers. so. Um, I think moving forward, we got a lot in store for our listeners with Locker Room Library. Yeah, for sure. Cool to at least people be able to see some, through this episode, see some insight and perspective into where we're coming from. So I think that's a solid base to start with. Yeah. Yeah, we got high school. We got college. You know, we got High school, we got Big East basketball, we got SEC basketball, we got SEC football, um, we got administrative, we got graduate manager, we got video coordinator, assistant coach. We got a lot of different roles in a lot of different schools on different levels, professional level. So I just think it's, uh, you know, not to toot our own horns, but I think we got a, a lot of different perspectives. Um, and ways to skin a cat, so to speak, you know, uh, for, for our listeners. So, but let's wrap this up. I gotta get a workout in. It's getting late. I'm on day 51 of 75 hard. And, uh, I gotta get an indoor workout and a, uh, 10 pages of, of breathing. So. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let you, you go. For sure. We'll, we'll reconvene, uh, hopefully post this 
get it up either tonight or tomorrow, and then uh, we'll schedule the next one. Sounds great. All right, I'll talk to you, Josh. See ya. Yeah.